You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit, a podcast that breaks down business concepts into simple and clear language. This season is dedicated to interviewing e-commerce experts that can help you improve your e-commerce business. I recently had the pleasure of interviewing the founder of a done-for-you email marketing service. So why does email marketing matter? If you're selling online, email is still one of the best ways to communicate with your customers and potential customers. If you're giving them value through your emails, they will stay engaged with your business and ideally give you more and more business. However, just like with any email marketing program or any marketing program, you've got to track the ROI or the return on investment to ensure that it is paying for itself. All marketing programs, like email marketing, need to essentially do two things to prove successful. Number one, it needs to just pay for itself. It needs to cover all the costs you have in the marketing program. But even more importantly, it needs to do number two. It needs to give you additional profit. Otherwise, why spend the money? So make sure that you are closely monitoring every marketing program that you have You need to monitor the return on investment on every single marketing program. So today, let's jump into the interview with Dylan and see how they go about improving the ROI with their clients with email marketing. My guest today is Dylan Kelly, the founder of wavebreak.co. So Dylan and his team helps e-commerce stores maximize their email revenue and stop leaving money on the table. He also is the host of the popular Wave Break e-commerce podcast. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. Super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited because email is obviously a huge driver uh, for e-commerce stores. Uh, And I love that you, you say that you help stop leaving money on the table. So I want to dive in. But before we get there, tell me, you know, how you got to where you are. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely on the same page with you. Love email marketing, obviously. Um, but it, it actually, it wasn't always that way. Um, I spent basically my whole career in e-commerce. But back in the day, at this point, I think it was about three years ago, which is crazy, like time flies. Um, I was actually doing conversion rate optimization for online stores. I saw a lot of value in making more money from your existing traffic and audience without having to spend more money on ads. So it's already kind of leaning in that direction. Um, and for one client of mine, really awesome client who they're actually doing really well right now. They're on Shark Tank a while back, um, raised some money and they're, they're actually, you know, one of the stories on Shark Tank that doesn't just <laughs> disappear after a while. Really happy for them. <laughs> but basically what I was doing was building and optimizing landing pages that they were sending their Facebook ads traffic to. And I mean, things were going well, but as I was doing this, they stopped being able to afford to send traffic to their landing pages. So basically what happened was bigger brands with these like really huge ad spends, like think like brands on the scale of like, you know, if you think like the top 100 kind of e-commerce brands, not like an Amazon, but like if you think of like a Nike or something like that, they came into the space and just basically ramped up the cost of ads. And the Facebook ads channel for this client just like dried up pretty much overnight. And at that point it was driving the vast majority of their sales. And it looked like from like a traffic standpoint, it looked like they had just started their business despite doing like millions of dollars in revenue up to this point. And it was from there where I started to kind of hear 
similar stories from people, not just about Facebook ads, but like, you know, a few years before Facebook ads have kind of become this, you know, standard channel, like it was like, you know, doing a lot of organic stuff and like the different updates that have caused stores to really, you know, a lot of stores to just completely die out uh, because they're so dependent on one marketing channel. And I knew that there had to be a better way to add more stability to your business and consistently get sales from the numbers you're already doing. Like most people listening to this podcast already have a decent amount of traffic and they're looking to get more profit out of their store. And that's when I was able to discover the power of email marketing and how it's one of the most profitable, powerful ways to grow your e-commerce business. And that's where I am today where I'm at the point where I've got this email marketing system dialed in um, and we've been doing this for the last three years now. And that's, I guess, what we're going to talk about here today. Yeah, sounds uh, it's very impressive. What what I took out of that story with your that client that was on Shark Tank was the fact that they recognized that their return on investment from Facebook ads was not where it needed to be. I mean, I, I imagine that some clients or some some uh, e-commerce business owners will just, you know, increase their ad spend just to get that sale, but they recognize the fact that it's not profitable. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah, they really had to, it was, it was just bad. It was a stressful time for them. It was a stressful time for me because obviously I'm building my business off the back of these businesses, sending Facebook ads. Right. Traffic. Um, you know, and it's just something really scary to think about, like what would happen if your ad cost doubled, like, or something like that. It's just something to think about, like worst case scenario, like there's, I mean, you think about all the issues that Facebook has had lately and how ad costs are rising every single year. And it's only a matter of time before you need to really start thinking about other options. And that's what I love about this podcast. Like, how can you make your business more profitable? Um, because that is what's going to help you keep growing as ad costs rise on different platforms and new things come into play um, to get more stability in your business. Yeah, totally. I mean, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I think that the average e-commerce store is doing, what, 2% conversion rate, something like that. I mean, that means yeah. that 90 98% of people are coming to the site and leaving, but you're essentially there to help recoup those people that left. So tell me, walk me through your process. Why, why is email marketing, especially the way you do it, so important? Yeah, so kind of exactly what you said. Like The reality is 99% of e-commerce stores are doing email wrong. Uh, they don't have a real strategy to it, and they're just not consistent with it. And as a result... What ends up happening is like not only do they not have stability in their business, but they're also leaving lots of money on the table. Like if you think about that conversion rate of 2%, which is pretty standard, you know, more or less, sometimes it's different. Um, when you think about that, like if you're spending 10K a day on ads and only 2% of people are converting, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money that you're spending and a lot of traffic you're sending to your website. Um, and so if you don't have email dialed in, and you, have, and you don't have a strategy to convert more traffic using email to get more repeat orders, then you're not going to be able to scale as easily. Um, you know, and depending on the size of your store, you could be leaving up to you know, a million or more per month on the table depending on the size of your business. Wow. So you keep saying uh, you, know, you have to have a great email strategy. Totally agree. What does that look like? What does somebody listening... What, is, what does that mean? Put that into a context. What a good strategy uh, for email yeah. ads. Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, so like I said, like 99% of stores get this wrong. 
And it's like, wait, only 1% get this right. And it's true. Like even the stores that are sending emails, they just don't have a real strategy to it. Because if you think about the way people buy, there's a reason why people buy and there's a reason why people don't. And too many people think of emails as just kind of money-making machine where you go in, sit down, maybe blast out a discount, and then you make some money that day. But what that ends up doing is that ends up costing you money in the long run because, number one, if you're not consistent about it, well, it's just like you're not going to get the engagement and the results you could. And then number two, you're not really actually helping people make a buying decision. So one thing that we do differently at Wavebreak is we use something called the Wavebreak method to think through, okay, why are customers actually not buying? Because a lot of people on your email list are people who have never bought before. Maybe they've opted in somewhere or whatever. Thinking about logically, how can we get those people to convert? For example, if you're selling a clothing item, maybe they're concerned about the sizing. Uh, but you might already have a guarantee, but you're not marketing it right. Uh, and email is a great way to do that. Same goes for getting repeat purchases. <clears throat> and this is a real high-level overview. But like, for example, a lot of stores, it's just like this random approach, like maybe they come back if we send this sale promo or whatever, but they don't actually think about what is somebody most likely to buy next and when um, and dive into it deeper. And then you pull the discount at the end when somebody hasn't really gone through the funnel already. If that makes sense. That's kind of the high level overview. No, no, that, I mean, that makes sense. What have you found that works to get people on your email list? Yeah, so I mean, there's a few different strategies. Something that's really effective though, that's like tried and true is like you said, like 98% of your traffic visits your store and doesn't buy. Um, so one way we, we capture more emails is using like exit intent technology. So like if somebody goes to leave the site, we throw up a pop-up and get them to come back. Um, and you can see really good conversion rates on that from the front end, getting the email address, and then also on the back end, those types of offers typically get a higher conversion rate than your actual website. So if you're doing like 2% conversion rate on your store, you might be able to get a 10% conversion rate through that offer, um, which is really interesting. So you're capturing more of that lost traffic who's leaving your site anyway, and then you're converting more of it too at a higher level. Yeah, I mean, this is super important information. I mean, it, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning, it, you're paying in one way or the other, you're paying for all the visitors that are coming to your site. You need to keep, you know, keep as many of those and get them to buy as much as possible. Email sounds like a great way. So what is somebody that doesn't have a great email strategy in place? What is the first thing that someone could do to get started? Yeah. So there's two pieces to this. Number one, I mean, when you break email down, it really comes down to like on the back end of email, there's two pieces. There's your automation, which are your automated emails. For example, you know, an abandoned cart email that triggers automatically based on customer behavior. And then you have your one-time sends, which are like, you know, I call them email campaigns. And those are like your one-off newsletters, uh, sales promotions, maybe you're promoting a blog post and things like that. And so you break it down into automation and campaigns. The first thing you want to do is really build out a suite of email automation that walks customers through every part of your customer journey. So for example, we talked about that pop-up. If we're going to be sending traffic and getting subscribers in this pop-up, we need a way to convert them into purchases. So you want to get a solid email sequence following up to that to get people to convert. So for example, you know, 
like we said before with the clothing, addressing people's objections. Uh, you know, that's showing a lot of reviews. That's uh, proving that your product works. That's, you know, emphasizing your guarantee, answering frequently asked questions. You do that there. And then from there, you also have to make sure not only is the front end good to go, but you have to make sure the back end is good too. What happens after somebody makes a purchase? This is a big mistake I see is like these companies will they'll just have like an email here or there, or maybe they'll send one email after somebody buys to get them to buy again. But the reality is you can't predict the exact product that somebody's probably going to want to buy right off the bat. So sometimes it takes a few different emails to do that. So you definitely want a good post-purchase strategy because that's what's going to enable you to scale. Like one of our client of ours, uh, they like tripled their total revenue because we're able to use email to create a backend strategy that got more repeat orders. Um, and that's what you're missing out when you're just sending like the one email after purchase or worse, sending nothing. And then on top of that, so that's kind of like, so you get that you have like sort of a nurture welcome series to get subscribers into purchasers. You got your post-purchase email to get people to go from purchase to second purchase, third purchase and so on. And then the last thing is kind of like customer behavior on your site. So what happens when people abandon carts, which is a huge number. So many people abandon carts, just like the people who come to your website and don't buy, it's like a similar number, add to their cart, and then don't buy. So one of the most important sequences you can build that's automated is an abandoned cart sequence. And just like we were talking about, you want to make it combat objections and you want to answer FAQs. You want to take, because there's a reason these people are adding to their cart and not buying. And you can answer those without giving a discount and you can make a ton of money and recover a ton of sales. So that's kind of the whole, that's the one side, the automation side. And then the other side is campaign strategy. And we can dive more into the details later, but the most important part with your email campaigns is that you're not sending a discount every single day, but you are being consistent and emailing your list consistently over time. Because the worst thing, one of the worst things you can do is not consistently email your email list after you're spending all this money on ads and generating tons of customers and emails for your business, and then have the list just go stale and die off. I see this all the time with brands that come to us. They come to us and they're like, hey, we have a 300,000 person email list or like 200,000 person email list, which is a nice size. But then when we go into the details, we see that because they haven't actively been engaging their email list consistently, adding value and sending the right content, these lists are really only like, of a 300,000 person list I saw the other day, really only like less than 50,000 were actually real subscribers that are gonna like actually engage with email. Um, so that's kind of the big, broad overview of what people really need to be doing. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So the, the automation essentially is there to follow up with the customer and to build confidence in shopping with you. The campaign emails you should send on a consistent basis, send emails that are value added, doesn't have to necessarily be discounts. Um, consistent emails though what does that mean once a week or does it does it matter does it depend on the brand yeah that's a great question so really the way you look at it is like you said like so your automated emails they're going to be the ones that send at the perfect right time based on customer behavior when people ordered when they joined your email list that sort of thing with your campaigns what you want to do is this is going to be more of the things that you can't automate so things that have a lot to do with you know our traditional um, you know, calendar day to day. 
So things like holidays or seasons, like there are different seasons for every product. Um, so this is where you can send emails based on, you know, what's going on. So that might be, for example, some sort of sales promotion around a holiday or a new product launch, or maybe one of your products is selling out faster than usual. So you let people know things like that. And as far as what the time or like a new blog post, that's another example. Um, things that, you know, happen on a day to day. Uh, so how often should you be sending? I mean, that question really depends on a few things. You should definitely be emailing your list at least once per week. Um, I'm a firm believer in that because otherwise people are just going to forget about you, especially in 2019 and going into 2020 when people mm. have, they get so much email and they get bombarded with so much marketing, even just walking down the street. Like now billboards are digital and they see three different ads when they used to just be one. Um, you just want to get people used to seeing your emails, clicking on them, engaging with them <clears throat> and adding value. And you train people to open your emails and to click on your emails. So then when the holiday comes and it's time to pull that lever and have that sales promotion, then you go hard and you end up generating even more revenue because people like your emails. They're used to opening them because you're sending good stuff. Um, and they're trained to click on them because you've been doing that the whole time by adding value. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there a good open rate that people should shoot for? Yeah, so this also kind of depends on how big your list is, how engaged it is. Um, but really, I mean, one of the big red flags is like, you really have to start worrying if your open rate is below 10%. Like if it's below 10% overall, like that is not good. That is when Google and Yahoo and Apple Mail and these email providers start to look at you and say, this person is spending, sending email that people don't want to open. So they probably didn't opt in. And that gets really messy. So you definitely want mm. over 10% engagement. Um, but that's going to vary based on, you know, who you're emailing. Like if you're emailing your entire list, including people who are pretty inactive, you're going to get a lower number. That's why you should really tighten it up and only be emailing people who have engaged with an email, whether that's an open or a click in like the last 90 days. And then from there, you definitely want at least a 10% open rate. And we typically aim for 15 to 20% or more. Interesting. Okay. Is in terms of a click through rate, does that, do you measure that? Do you, do you have a, a recommended range? Yeah. So it really, it's really going to depend on a few things, the click rate. I mean, obviously you want as many people clicking as possible. I don't know if there's a good rate to recommend for everybody just because the reality is in e-commerce, a lot of emails are going to be like buying focused. So they're not going to get as many clicks as, you know, other types of email. But I think the most important thing is training your audience to click. So no matter what your email is, you're going to get people used to clicking. And one great way to do that is with, like, if you send a blog post, you give a little teaser and then it's like, read the rest. You get people used to clicking. Um, it's funny, like little subtleties like that actually produce a really big results down the line. But as far as like a baseline click rate, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Just always include a call to action. Like that's the most important thing. Mm. It yeah. doesn't have to be a salesy one either. It could be linked to a blog post. It could be check out our size guide. It could be, you know, whatever it is. Check out our Instagram, something simple. But that way people are just used to clicking your emails and clicking and opening it. Just like you have, you might have like that Facebook tick where you're so used to, you know, being in an awkward situation. 
your body naturally <laughs> opens Facebook or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, how did I even get here? I don't even remember pulling out my phone, but your body just gets used to it. Um, and that's a really tricky kind of like direct response marketing tactic that, we use, totally. that we've seen work well. Totally. Yeah. I'll drive somewhere. I'll drive home and not realize what happened the last 10 minutes. <laughs> how did I even get <laughs> right. home? I know. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> so Black Friday is coming up. What can, yeah. what are some tips that people can do to, uh, to in, uh, positively influence their, their Black Friday sales through the use of email marketing? Yeah, great question. Because Black Friday is your biggest, like Q4 in general, that's your biggest opportunity of the year. Or like you can, you can just make so much more money in Q4. And email is one of the most powerful ways to do it. It's consistently, you know, the top channel or one of the top channels across all e-commerce in the fourth quarter. And the best thing you can do is get started now. And that sounds crazy because you think, oh, I've got plenty of time, but come on, you know how this works. It's going to sneak up on you. And the people who are going to crush it come Black Friday, they're going to have a real plan and they're going to have a real strategy and they're going to go into it ahead of time, not as this last minute thing that's like, oh, maybe we'll send out a sale. Because what you want to be doing now is getting your email list used to getting emails from you. Because if you just email out of the blue, they're going to think, who the heck is this? Probably not open the email. Worst case scenario, they're going to report it as spam. So I would start there. And if you want to get into the specifics of like what those campaigns would look like, we could talk about that too. Uh, but I'm not sure how deep you want to go. Yeah, well, are there any specific tips that you would give for the campaigns for Black Friday? Yeah, so I'll give you kind of like four kind of key ways that you can the old way that people do is they send like useless content for no reason leading up to the sale like you know buy this blah 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 <laughs> but the best way to do it like i've been saying this whole time is to warm up your email list sending objection busting and conversion focused content so you know people your product catalog getting them excited about it not necessarily being super salesy and then really think up a great offer, something that's going to crush it better than usual. Um, don't be afraid to, you know, dip in a little bit to like a great discount or offer, whatever that is, uh, because you're going to generate a lot more sales. It's going to cover that. And um, typically people just do some last minute thought of discount. They don't really have a strategy to it, but go back and see what's worked for you over the last year in terms of discounting or, you know, sales promotions. Maybe you do, you know, buy one, get one, whatever it is. Um, and really come in with your best offer. Uh, that's how you're going to do it. You need to really stand out. And the next way to do it is, or the next piece of this is, speaking of last minute discount codes, so many people also just send out a campaign last minute. It's like, oh crap, Black Friday's next week. We should probably do something. You want to plan your entire campaign strategy in advance. And like I said, like if you don't have a plan for Black Friday, you're kind of screwed because the numbers aren't going to be as good as they could have been. And you're going to leave tens of thousands of dollars, you know, maybe even hundreds of thousands or, or millions on the table, depending how big business is. Um, and, and really, the strategy is super simple. It's email a lot. <laughs> so without being annoying, you just want to be persistent and follow up on Black Friday. The reality is the inbox is going to be getting hammered. So you're going to want to be emailing during like Black Friday weekend. You're going to be emailing pretty much daily, um, you know, announce the sale, remind people of the sale show them the products they can buy. Like if you just send an email, that's like, Hey, 20% off everything. That's great. But also kind of include the things they can use that 20% off on. 
Um, and then keep reminding them and then use urgency towards the end of the sale to let them know, you know, there's five hours left. There's one hour left. Um, because a lot of times those, you know, last emails, they can generate as much money as the first, which is really crazy. And then you just rinse and repeat that for Cyber Monday. But it's really important to, to really hit hard and not be afraid to really let loose um, and not just send one email with your sale. Like if you run a seven-figure e-commerce business, you know, not sending enough emails is going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars per day. Mm, yeah, now this is great, great information. I'm writing down a lot of notes here. So, uh, you know, <laughs> warm up your offer, warm up your audience, the email list, offer, uh, you know, plan in advance, have standout offers, you know, great offers, and then, you know, email a lot and follow up. Yeah, and, and that are, standout offer, you don't have to do like 50% off or something crazy. Like just think to your customer base. Like there's this one company, I think it's hilarious. They're like Bulb America is what they're called. And I think they just like, I forget their exact store, but it's like basically e-commerce for light bulbs um, and like lighting things. And they do a discount that's just like 12% off site wide. That's not insane. They're not giving 50% off, but it's enough that people are in the buy mood. They have their wallet out and it's enough to push them over the edge. Um, so you, you don't have to overthink it. That's not a thing. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Yeah. And plus Black Friday. I mean, people are, are, are wanting to spend money. <laughs> Yeah, they're ready. Their credit card's already out, sitting on their lap. Like they just bought totally. something 20 seconds ago, and they're they're ready to buy something else. And if they're on your email list already, yeah, they're they're already they already know your brand. You just have to push them over the edge, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. So, they want they want to spend money with your company if they're on your email list, and you know, making the most of Black Friday. Like they want to open their inbox and get an irresistible offer from you. So let me ask you this. Where do you see e-commerce going in general? Yeah, in general, I think in general, I, I mean, obviously, I think it's just going to keep growing and growing, just like everything. Um, I mean, you look at a company like Amazon, who's really leading the pack. Um, I don't see direct consumer going anywhere. I think that's going to stick around. I don't think people have to worry about that. Um, but I do see ads getting more expensive. I do see, you know, traffic getting more expensive, all these things happening just because that's what's been happening for the last 20 years. You know, Google still does their SEO updates, so on and so forth. Um, so it's just going to get, and even the inbox, it's getting way more competitive. So what you need to do now, if you haven't already, is really get a solid email strategy in place. And I'm not just saying that because I run a company on it. Like, I'm actually really passionate about this. That's why, you know, I'm talking about this. Um, so really, I just see ads getting more expensive. It's not going to die. You're not going to have to worry about Facebook going anywhere. Like if it goes somewhere, it's not going to be, it's going to like die out over time. It's not just going to like disappear one day. I mean, I guess it could if the government nails them with something. <laughs> but that's like, that's like end of the world. Like that's going to affect the whole economy. Um, not just because you think about how much money is going into ads on Facebook and how many businesses are built on that. Like there could literally, if, if the government, this is kind of crazy to think about, but if you think about the government, you know, telling Facebook, you know, do some crazy to advertising and say people can't advertise. Think about what that would do to the economy and how many businesses are built on the back of that. That's just crazy to think about. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, overall, just, it's just going to keep getting more competitive. You're going to keep finding new, you have to get way more targeted and laser focused on your ideal customer and really walk people through and hold their hand. And that's what's so great about emails. You want people from being not a customer who is very skeptical of your brand. Um, and you can take them to a VIP customer who has spent 
thousands of dollars with your brand, not by luck, by chance, not by guessing, by simply being consistent and having a great email strategy that's pulling out money that's already in your business. Totally makes sense. So somebody listening is like, yes, that's me. I want to have a good email strategy. I'm not even sure if I have one right now. Where can people go to learn more about you and about Wavebreak? Yeah, so I'm actually really excited about this because I put together a free checklist, like just 100% free. What this is, is it's like a Black Friday email marketing checklist. And it's full of everything that you need to do to prepare for Black Friday, everything you need to do to have a great Black Friday, how to handle Cyber Monday, what to do in December, what to do leading up to Q4, all of that, literally step by step. So this exact conversation we had, uh, basically turn it into a to-do list for you because I know running an e-commerce business, you know, an e-commerce professional, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work, especially Q4. So I want to make your life as easy as possible. If you want to pick up that free Black Friday email marketing checklist, you can grab that at blackfridaychecklist.com. It's blackfridaychecklist.com. If you want to learn Wavebreak specifically, you can head over to wavebreak.co um, and see some of our case studies and schedule an intro call if that's something you're interested in learning more about. Excellent. And we'll put those two things in the show notes, the blackfridaychecklist.com and also wavebreak.co. Man, Dylan, this has been really helpful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun to be here. And I really appreciate you having me on the show, Adam. Thank you so much. And until next time. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO Project.com slash video.